Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk about being a working mom for a moment. Before the pandemic hit, I was honestly struggling to juggle it all. Getting up, getting ready, getting Milo up, getting him ready, getting both of us out the door, rushing to daycare, leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger, then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic, paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office, skipping lunch, and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my own home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass just for that. Professional and lifestyle flexibility. My course is now, for a limited time, being offered for only $99. In this course, I share everything I've learned about building and scaling my very own remote home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. In today's episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down and connecting with nurse turned wife, mother, and author of the book, Dear Jesus, Send Coffee, being released this summer, Meredith, known on Instagram as Motherhood by Meredith. One of the things I appreciated about our conversation is that we are two different moms living two different lives in two different places, uh, but we just connected over our passion and our similarities of just finding the joy in the chaos. And she is doing motherhood with so much grace. And without further ado, here is our conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Oh, you have brown hair. I was looking at your Instagram and I was like, wait, is she blonde? Is she brunette? Which picture? I know. I like, I'm about taking pictures. So I've been using some old ones and I'm like, people are going to be so confused. Nobody knows what I look like. <laughs> My face looks the same. <laughs> it does. It does. At first I thought uh, there's a picture of you on Instagram of you and another woman drinking wine. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh wait, is that her? Crap. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find pictures for the promo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know who I'm getting today. Oh, that's, well, see. that's fun. I like to change my hair too. I go from like red to brown, but so it's not a big difference, but it's fine to switch it up. And really? I just got really sick of the roots. And I was like, you know what? My hair girl thought I was nuts. She's like, you're going to come back in here in two days and wish you were back. And I was like, nope. Okay. I don't think I tried not blonde. I accidentally went blonde once. Um, and it was horrendous. I was trying to dye my hair at home and I got one of those caps that have all the holes in them from Sally's beauty supply. <laughs> and, um, my mom, this was high school, by the way. Oh, so my mom was like pulling the hair through and I'm like, just do like a little bit. Okay. Like don't do a lot. Well, there's like a million holes in this cap. Right. Yeah. And she's pulling them through, pulling them through, pulled like every hole had hair through it. So when I was done and like, I went in the shower, I ro- washed it yeah. all off, came out, took the like cliche sitcom moment, pulled the towel off. My hair's wet looked in the 
looked in the mirror, like wiped the smog off the mirror from the steam. And I screamed so loud. I was like, what did you do? (laughs) And then we went back to the store and the woman who worked at Sally's beauty supply was like a part-time stylist at so-and-so salon. And she's like, well, if you just bleached your hair and it's that blonde after your hair is so dark brown, I wouldn't dye it again for like at least three days. And I'm like, so I have to go to school like this? (laughs) And I like begged my mom to like, let me stay home from school because I was so embarrassed, but I had to go to high school or middle school. I don't even remember what it it had to have been middle school for three days with blonde hair. Horrible time to be embarrassed by (laughs) hair. Oh, yeah. So that was fun. I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for oh, being my guest. So flexible about rescheduling. That storm was the most insane thing we have ever had here. Like people didn't have power. I mean, it was just crazy. So where are you? Uh, where are you from? We're in Oklahoma City now. I'm from St. Louis, but we live here. So I had a girl. Um, I forgot get her name it's Ashley something but she's on Instagram her and her husband have two cute kids and they're like TikTok famous I don't even know but uh she's in Oklahoma City and she was telling me about how it went from like being a beautiful sunny day to like sleeting all of a sudden there was like this winter warning crazy storm all of this snow and like now it's back to being beautiful like ideal spring weather it was 82 one day last week and then 35 the next day. <laughs> We're kind of getting the same thing here. I'm like, can you make up your mind? Cause this is the prime time. Yeah. I'm in Nevada. And, uh, I'm like, can you please weather make up your mind? Because the up and down is like the prime time for me and my son to get sick. And oh. I'm like, if we have to go out in public and we cough or sneeze and yeah, people course. look at us, I'm like, ugh. Of course, my dog is going to bark. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I have my golden doodle over here, but good thing I have headphones or else she would hear it and bark too. But yeah, I'm like, I don't want to like get sick coming out of coronavirus, you know? Because like if we cough or anything, people are going to be like, Ugh. Yeah, you can't sneeze anymore or cough anymore. <laughs> well, um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. I found you on Instagram. Uh, it's very well known on my show that I stalk all the cool people on Instagram and it's where I get all of my guests. Um, but I was looking I through your bio. That. Are you calling me cool? Cause I think that might be the first time ever. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yes, I'm totally calling you cool. It's where I find all the, all the hip people. It's all the happenings going on over on Instagram. That's exciting for me. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm Meredith Redmond, and I am married to my husband Travis for it'll be eight years in September. We have two kids, Ben, who's almost five, and Avery, who's three. Um, they are a little bit; they're about eighteen months apart, so that was a little bit busy in the beginning. There for I sure. Um, planned. People always ask me if that was a plan. <laughs> separation, which I think is funny that that seems to be a first question typically from strangers, which is always interesting how people feel so emboldened to ask things like that. Were you having sex protected on purpose or <laughs> like, um, I just moved uh, back from Utah. So I feel like there's no questions that shock me anymore. There's, <laughs> there, there's no kind of like societal decency or like personal space in Utah. They're just questions fly out the mouth. And I don't think there's any connection between the mouth and the brain. It's, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, my husband's an ER doctor. So this last year has been pretty interesting with coronavirus and he's worked a lot and seen some pretty crazy things. Um, and I was a pediatric ICU nurse for about eight years before my kids were born. And then, um, just due to scheduling issues. And then I was kind of burned out a little bit from that. I wanted to stay home. Um, and then as much as I love being home with my kids, I also have always felt like I missed being good at something. Mm. Like I love taking care of them, but I needed a thing and I loved writing. And so I started 
writing for City Moms Blog Network. I don't know if you've heard of that. They're kind of all over the country. And I started for the Oklahoma City Moms Blog Network and then started writing for my own blog, Motherhood by Meredith, and then got this idea of what else are you going to do in the middle of a pandemic but write a book? (laughs) (laughs) Thought that that seemed like a cool plan. Um, So many good books have come out of the pandemic. Well, I hope that mine is one of them. I really enjoyed the process of it. Um, It's a focus on early motherhood, as I feel like I've been through that milestone, at least. I've still got a lot of motherhood years ahead of me, but focusing on kind of the insecurities that we all feel in expectations versus reality. It sounds really heavy in this first part, but I promise the book is a lot of it. It's not like real mom stories and funny moments. And I literally talk about the time my 18 month old son locked me in my daughter's nursery and I had to climb out the window baby wearing because I, and I was like dying laughing. Oh <laughs> my gosh. So is this like a book of confessions? Cause we do confess oh, on this show. Completely confessions. This, I just want moms to realize that they're just not alone in this and that every parenting book I read in this phase, I just felt bad about myself. I was like, I'm either not cringy enough or I'm not traditional enough, or I'm just not doing enough. Right. Oh my God. I, you just spoke straight to my soul with that. Like, that's exactly how I felt. And I, like, cause I tried, I tried, I tried to like prepare all during my pregnancy. I just like binged on baby knowledge and mom blogs and books that I was like, I should have just been a VIP member at Barnes and Noble, <laughs> but I'm like, oh my God. And I think it just, well, I don't even think I know. It just like stressed me out so much. And then my son finally got here, you know, and like I had to actually start implementing all of this mommy knowledge I consumed for almost a year, like a nine months, a long time. Um, it was like, I don't know. I just like, it just like made me overwhelmed and everybody's like, Oh, stop reading that. Or don't bother. I'm like, but that's like kind of how I coped. And then like when he was like born and it was really frustrating. One time I bought this fancy baby bajour, some French baby food maker, I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get him all organic produce. I'm going to make his food. I'm going to Pinterest all the things, put it in the ice cube trays, whatever. Right. And then, um, he didn't eat a single, a single bite of it. I spent all this time making it. He was like, gross. This is nasty, whatever. So I went to the store and I bought like one of each organic baby food. And I'm like, well, he has to be organic or else I'm going straight to hell. Um, obviously, right. Uh, he spit all of them out, all of them. And I'm like, Oh my, he's starving. I like took him to the pediatrician. I'm like, there's something wrong with him. Cause he's not eating organic baby food. And she's like, Oh, well we have samples. Let's try to see, like, show me what he's doing. Like, here's a sample of baby food. And it was like the little square Gerber plastic tray thing that comes in a two pack. And like doctor's offices, they must get samples of this stuff all the time. Cause there was like a whole shelving unit at like the checkout of all the samples. And they had like little signs that were like, Oh, take me, take me. (laughs) But she like brought it in with a spoon and she's like, show me what he's doing. Cause if he's not sick and he's just being a baby, then it's just like a behavioral thing. He's not like, you Mm -hmm. know, going to die. And he chowed it down. He ate both tubs right there at the doctor's office. And she's like, I'm sorry, he's not sick. You just have a Gerber baby. And you're just going to have to live with that. And she like sent me home with samples and I cried the entire way home in the car. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't go to the store and buy Gerber because everyone's going to look at me and they're going to think I'm a terrible mother. And I'm like, no, but he's fine. We do. We totally do this to ourselves as we set these expectations of what it's supposed to be. And then when life and happens and we actually have a human child who has their own will, their own preferences, their own, all this stuff, we feel like we're failing. Yeah. And he is a human. I've learned that. Yeah. <laughs> and I have two very different children. So it's been, I like thought I knew what I was doing when I had another one. And that also has been quite different. Ben is my child. He's very much a perfectionist. He wants everything done a certain way. Avery is like hell on wheels all the time. She does not. Girlfriend just Mark doesn't care. Yeah, just doesn't <laughs> care. 
So she would run around naked all day long. If it were up to like up to her, she would just, (laughs) she's just crazy. So I am shocked at the amount of laundry I do in a week because my kid never wears clothes. He just has socks and a (laughs) pull-up. That's it. If you can match socks, I'm really impressed because I just have a bin of them. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to figure this out. I this see my, my trick is, and this is the only thing I have put together. I feel like in my entire life is I only buy the, they have them at Carter's and they have old Navy, old Navy. They have like the rubber on the bottom, but they have them in all white. So every single one of his socks match each other. So I, I just pull it out of the little cubby bin foldable box thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, two socks. There we go. <laughs> See, this is what I need. I need mom. <laughs> we need just like this giant list of mom hacks that we all share instead of this. Yeah. Where I just walk down the aisles of Target looking at other moms. I'm like, why do you have your life so together? And I'm falling apart. But buy my book on how to be a better mother. <laughs> We need to take a short break to talk about my favorite wine company that gives back, and that's One Hope. I'm proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wine has reached over $6 million in donations. That's crazy. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry, blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques Each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest, in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. They even just released the new tasting flights, mini bottles for you to have your own wine tasting right at home. Shop, ship, sip, one hope at onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below. Wine moms, I have a confession. Coffee is one of my major food groups. (laughs) Having my son home with me all year through a pandemic, expanding my home bookkeeping practice, EDJ Consulting Group, Getting my nonprofit program, Sterling Lives, approved. Beginning to homeschool. Starting sports. Getting roped into being a coach. It's honestly what keeps me going and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee over cardio is my go to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur Abby Scott, and it's all carb free sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you honestly can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio has all your coffee accessories like tumblers and frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate you can add to coffee or water. Upping the flavor and hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use my code 10 Dawn and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Dawn, and the link is in the show notes below. Oh, I love it. But the funny thing is, is more times than not, I'm sure that mom is looking at you thinking the same exact thing. We just do this to each other and I hate it. And I wish that it weren't this way, but I don't know. That's my goal is that more than anything, I hope that someone will read 
my experiences and experiences of people I interviewed. I talked to everyone from like friends of mine to friends of friends to literal experts in the field. I mean, I talked to the owner of Scary Mommy, the original owner of it. I talked to, nice. uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, I talked to some research experts in the field of maternal medicine and like some amazing people. And they all are just like, we just got to start being nice to other women. Like that was the <laughs> overarching concept that I got out of this. And I was like, cool. So, so how do we do this? Um, but I just feel like a lot of it, we establish that there's a problem, but we don't get to how to fix it. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get to here is like a lot of it is just simple. One, we we're obsessed with this whole idea of self-care, but then we pretend that self-care is like $300 massages and things that people can't afford and actually put ourselves in more debt versus like get enough sleep, eat a balanced diet, not a no carb, super intense diet, but a like <laughs> eat a regular diet, just be a regular <laughs> human being nuggets, but not all the time. And have some wine, but don't drink a bottle every night. Like balance, like, yeah, like, like, which is just so hard. And we just, I don't know. And don't handle, we don't take care of ourselves because we're trying to take care of our little people. And see this podcast for me is my self-care because I I started the podcast. I actually started out as a blogger and that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I started, my son is almost, he's going to be five this year. Mm -hmm. So I started my mommy blog like five years ago, which is a while. But before that, I was like a travel writer, freelance writer. And back then, like blogs were new. They were like the hit thing and whatever. And now it's kind of shifted over to like, well, I feel like that's even fading out is the YouTube vlog families. And like, there's so much drama and chaos going on with the internet. I feel like those are phasing out. So I'm like, what's the next phase? I'm like, is it, is it podcast? Cause I've been doing it for like two years and like the lady gang has been doing it for like six. So I'm like, oh my God, is it time for podcasts to be phased out? I hope not, but there's just been so much transition and my mommy blog was like the anti mommy blog, mom blog. Like mine wasn't full of like cute DIYs or like Pinterest perfect recipes or like it was basically just me being like hey don't waste your money on a fancy French organic steam vegetable baby food maker because your kid might turn out to be a Gerber baby and maybe don't you know like maybe don't kick yourself in the ass for it if that happens like (laughs) like life goes on Right. And it was kind of like that anti-mommy group or anti-mom blog, mom blog. And then um, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you should be on YouTube. And I'm like, I can't do YouTube. But this podcast is like the next thing. And part of what you said about how do we do that? How do we have these conversations? Like we need to, like, we always talk about like, oh, support other women and uplift each other and whatever. But like, I don't know. One of the things I like to do on this podcast is definitely talk about ways that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about self-care, I record these. Well, I used to record them to fill up the time because a couple years ago we started co-parenting and my son was like away from me for the first time since he was like born basically. And I was like losing my mind. I was like, I need something to do. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's talk to other people. <laughs> let's talk to grownups. Um, but yeah, like now I kind of just have these conversations, talk to grownups, normally have a glass of wine, but I have, I just launched the MW wine club. So I'm making sangria in like an hour. <laughs> uh, so I'm waiting for that. Uh, but yeah, normally these weekends I take a melatonin at like 7 PM and I go to bed early and I don't have any alarms I shut the blackout curtains so I like fill up on my sleep tank and then I kind of like watch a show and get a bunch of work done. I don't know. It's not like I do anything crazy expensive. Like I've never even had a facial, which is really devastating because I'm over the age of 30, but like, I don't it do kind anything. Of hurt, I didn't know that. Does and I got it? One for my birthday. It does kind of hurt. You have beautiful skin though. I have like really broken out skin and if they like do any blackhead, oh, it I thought it was going to be relaxing and I had cried. Really? Mm-hmm. See, so that makes don't me have scared. This, don't have this image in your head of all cucumber. Are, are you going to get one? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Definitely so not now. Head, you're like, miss, I was like, oh my God, she's like going to go get one tomorrow and I'm talking her out of it. But it's not all like cucumbers and relaxing. It's part of it is like a little bit intense. Yeah, but like, that's really disappointing because I thought it would be relaxing. But yeah, like self-care routines, like mine is so basic. Like I don't do anything except for talk to other grownups and other moms and other women and drink wine and go to bed really early. <laughs> oh, that's good. I stay up too late a lot of the time because I'm like trying to have time by myself. And that's, I feel like that right. is the most common mom contradiction. Like, oh, they're like, oh, sleep when your baby sleeps or like, you know, make sure you get enough rest. But when I put Milo down at the end of the night, like I kind of need that wind down time. And sometimes if there's like a good show I'm watching, like Outlander, then I'm like, oh, it's two o'clock. I got to go to bed. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, I'm really obsessed because I am a hundred years old with serial killer audiobooks. So I listen to that every night before I go to bed. That's a terrible thing to listen to before you go to sleep. Okay. So it sounds like that, but it's, it's a whole alternate reality that I'm not a part of. So I can like not stress about my regular life because Mm. like there's a different world that I'm not in. I can just separate from. I hope you're not in it because then you'd be dead. (laughs) True. My (laughs) husband makes fun of me. He's like, only you would de-stress with serial killers. I'm like, I teach their own. (laughs) See, I love spooky stuff, but like, oh, I don't know. I love to be scared and I like scary movies and I love scary things, but like, I can't listen to it or watch it like alone or um, like at night. So like I normally just put my like uh, headphones in during the day mm-hmm. and I listen to them at like nine in the morning. <laughs> I'm like making breakfast or like doing dishes or something. Work. And then like as soon as the sun starts going down, I'm like, okay, I need something happy. Like where's reality like TV? <laughs> where's Real Housewives? There you go. Because <laughs> if not, I would not sleep. I'd be like, oh, what was that noise? Oh, what was that? There's something outside but not really. Cause I'm just weird. <laughs> I get it. Gotta do what works for you. Okay. Wine moms, let's get serious, but just for a moment for years, I have been dreaming up and working on putting together a nonprofit program to aid the youth aging out of the foster care system. Recently, I submitted this idea to the heads of the department of child and family services here in my state. And thankfully my program was approved. They saw an overwhelming need, and the Sterling Lives program is now moving forward. But to make this a reality, we will need more than the little bit of government funding allocated for these youth. Most of these youth aging out will face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into criminal organizations and gangs or abusive relationships that result in unwanted pregnancies, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, the Sterling Lives program is dedicated to helping aged out youth transition into healthy, productive adults, granting youth eco-friendly and affordable housing, safe work opportunities with flexible schedules to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting America's rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. Ways you can help are by snagging up some MWP merch, drinking One Hope wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. So what, where do you think blogs are going? Like what made you start blogging so late? I don't know. So I wasn't doing it to like do affiliate programs or make money or anything like that. I was doing it because I needed an outlet and I needed to do something that was mine. Honestly, Um, I did it for probably a good six months before I even knew what SEO was. I mean, like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, 
I mean, I remember the first night I was trying to set it up and I realized that like my home address was published like on the top of it. And I was like, I don't oh, know how no. to make this go. Like, like I was so technologically unsavvy. <laughs> I just didn't even know what I was doing, but I just wanted, I had like all these circling grown up thoughts about what it was like to become a mother and only my baby to tell him who I felt like at this point. And he didn't, he, I mean, he listened well, but he didn't really have a lot to say back to me when he was an infant. So I don't know. I, I guess it just never was about for me the, yes, it would have been cool to get a zillion page views and be on, be famous in this way. But I just, I just needed to work through my own experience, I guess. That's not a great answer, I guess, in terms of where I think blogs are going. I agree. I don't think, I mean, if, if you just take, for example, like recipe posts, I mean, everybody bitches about how they don't care about your story about it. They just want to get to the end. Right. I think people don't read. I think they don't. I mean, it's why Instagram is so much more popular than even Facebook posts is because they don't want text. They just want Ugh. to see a picture. It's sad I hate to me. Facebook so much. <laughs> I, I have a love hate relationship with social media in general. Um, Cause I think it's, I scroll mindlessly to escape as well, but that I'm like, why am I sitting here comparing myself to this filtered image of somebody else's five minutes of their life, which we all do, but right. I know, I know they used Lightroom to edit this photo. I know <laughs> that there was probably crumbs spilled on the counter somewhere else. I know all this, but I'm looking at them going, how does she do this? And I can't, you know, <laughs> you got to download like seven apps. And pay right. like $54 a month. <laughs> right. And then right. sit and there for two hours editing. I need extensions and eyelash extensions and and to be tan and to do all this other stuff and to work out a lot more and all these things. And I just, this is not real. Like, See, the tan part I get because I'm pale. Um, but. Oh, me too. I <laughs> So oh, I, would, I would look much better if I were tan, but you know, I'm, but the eyelash extensions creep me out and it's kind of like, okay, have you ever seen the YouTube channel, the Dr. Pimple Popper lady? Oh yeah. My friend is obsessed with it. So I watch that and I get like in this rabbit hole. I don't watch it a lot because I will continue watching video after video after video, but there's this new trend which is very similar it's where people go in and they get their eyelashes cleaned it is so disgusting if you haven't if you're into that kind of stuff tell your friend about it tell her to That's like true. youtube totally eyelash cleaning and it is the grossest thing like most of the eyes are swollen or they have like there's like the girl who's doing like the audio voiceover and she's like, oh, yeah, this girl had, like, a little bit of a reaction to the glue where her eye is, like, swollen shut. Oh, my God. <laughs> or she's like, oh, yeah, this one looks like it has a little bit of infection. We'll just brush that away. And I'm like, gross. Gross. Uh, I'm really not a big fan of, like, pus. Like, I mean, I took care mm -mm. of some pretty gross, nasty wounds and things like that working some really nasty stuff, especially when I was doing like rotations and was on adult floor. Well, but like pus, I just don't like. Mm -mm. And you said you were a, what was it? A NICU nurse? Pediatric ICU. So any baby who's left the hospital for any reason, um, and then come back. So birth and left the hospital to age 21. Oh my gosh. See, I love healthcare workers because I could never be one. Like I, when you said you're like, I just got burned out and I wanted to be with my family. I was like, I would, I get that. I would feel the same exact way. That has to be extremely draining outside of a pandemic. Yeah, it was in a way that I just, I don't think that I would have had, I wouldn't have been able to go back in the same way after kids. I think that was probably why I was good at it before is because I didn't know how horrible it, of the experience it must be to be a parent watching your right. child go through what it was. Um, and so I worked through my first pregnancy. I mean, I had some pregnancy losses in there while I was working before I had my son and that was hard to work through, but then I can't imagine like seeing, I mean, my husband said the other day he had a, a four-year-old little boy who kind of looked like our son come in in a car wreck and he had to put a breathing tube in him. And he's like, I can't do that. And like, I'm like, I don't know that I could work with kids all day, every day who are that sick 
being a mom. I know some of my friends do it and they are great at it. And I just, I had the opportunity to not at this point. And I, (laughs) I would, I would jump on that opportunity too. No, I still have my license and I'll probably always keep it because it's such a big part of who I am. And I mean, I might do something in a different capacity, but I don't know that I can go back to like the heart and lung bypass machines on teeny tiny babies. No, I couldn't. Okay. In your professional medical opinion, I have a theory and I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me if it's true or not. I okay. used to be so cold. My heart was frozen over. I was like, I don't care. Uh, somebody broke up with me. Don't care. Moving on. Uh, somebody got their feelings hurt at work. Don't care. Moving on. Um, and then I became a mom and now I am a sappy, emotional, whiny little bitch. And I am like, you had to have changed my DNA for the rest of my life. Like I fully believe that Milo changed my DNA in some way. Because now I can't even get through an episode of Grey's Anatomy without being like, oh my God, that's so sad. <laughs> or like, I, I just like, I cry more now that I'm a mom than I did my entire life before. You know what, that opening scene, my daughter loves Tarzan. And when the baby <gasps> monkey dies, I'm oh. like, by the cheetah in the beginning. Have you ever seen it? I, w- I wish my son liked Tarzan. He is stuck on um, Lion King. And oh, every time was- Mufasa dies, I cry. Every single oh. time. Yeah. There's not a... Disney and parents don't go well together. <laughs> my son walked up to my husband the other day and said, long live the king. <laughs> so that was a little creepy. But, um, I don't know why. I'm going to sleep with one eye open, dude. Um, but, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, Disney movie stuff, stuff like that, that I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. I don't know what it is, but it just fucks you up. I think, <laughs> like, it does. I it does. I think, like, I honestly feel like pregnancy changed who I am as a person or motherhood changed me as a person because I'm like, who, who is this person? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why am I sitting on my couch crying at a TV. I would have never done that before I became a mom. I would have been like, oh, that's really sad. Maybe if you're affected by it, uh, freaking Meredith Gray. Sorry, your name is Meredith too. I should have picked another character. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's you should have became a doctor. Like, you your name I'm like, like Gray's Anatomy. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but I, it's my theory. I feel like motherhood changes who you are okay so here's my like not at all founded in science answer to that (laughs) is um biologically in order to keep your child safe it makes sense that you would something would change so that you're going to be protected of protective of them so you're going to be more nurturing and more loving and then therefore more emotional that's all I got for you I don't know (laughs) it's good enough for me okay yeah I'm sure there's something to that, but yeah, I don't know, but I get it too. I cry at like, like the Christmas Hallmark commercials like that. I'm just like, I'm a weeping oh, mess. Those are bad. I'm glad the holidays are over. Um, we don't have any reason to have like regular cable anymore. I got rid of it a couple years ago because everything's on Netflix and Hulu now, but yeah. Hulu just started giving me commercials again. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to give me commercials, can you not make them about sad puppies? Like that would be really great. Thanks. Hulu. Mm-hmm. If you're listening. Bad puppy commercials. That, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make them about sad puppies. Mm-mm. But on a happier note, I noticed a hashtag in your Instagram bio, and it's hashtags moms help moms okay program. Yes. What? So, Tell me about this because I'm very curious. Okay. So, you know, again, pandemic, people need things, and I had time. We all had a lot of time. Some people <laughs> made sourdough. I started a Facebook community when I saw that kids were not going to be in school. And I recognized that there was going to be a huge need for childcare 
when our public schools did not go back. My kids are not public school aged yet. I mean, my son was maybe going to go to public school pre-K, but I ended up sending him to just his mother's day out where he had gone before. Um, and so I just started this little Facebook group of connecting daycare providers or childcare providers with families who were going to have needs. And then they would match with prices and availability. But I also had a friend of mine who knows workers through DHS um, to make sure that it was all DHS compliant and they all had COVID safety action plans because I had this vision of kids being left home alone mm. because their parents had to go to work or kids being in unsafe care situations because of school is, I mean, while it's education, of course, a lot of it is childcare as yeah. well while parents are working. So without this, there was a huge childcare crisis. And I knew that I didn't have a lot of experience i.e. zero in this situation. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just do what I can and reach out to people. And so we started with like a few families and we got up to about just under a thousand families um, or in this group to connect them with childcare and the YMCA stepped in and some churches and some daycares to offer some spots. Um, we worked with big brothers, big sisters of Oklahoma City to do a uh, school supply drive we oh, did nice. a Christmas toy drive that was actually really successful. That was really fun. So um, we've connected some people with resources for utility bills that they haven't been able to pay due to COVID layoffs and um, inability to pay their rent. And so it's just kind of been a pretty local support group that some small businesses have assisted with. And I don't know, I just do it in my spare time. And it's fun to be able to give back when I have the time and the resources. So well, who knows with the power of social media, if you keep it up, maybe it'll become a, a nationwide thing. Well, I would love to have it extend to, I mean, my community is, doesn't have my like small town doesn't have the need that some of other communities in Oklahoma do for sure. But I wanted to be able to like physically deliver things that were needed. So if somebody needed diapers and someone else had them, but they didn't have the means to transfer them, I could go pick them up and drive them, things like that, especially when COVID was so high that I could, I mean, I had access to PPE so I could pick them up with gloves and leave them on somebody's porch and things like that and try and ensure that there were safety measures being met as well. So I don't know. I'm also kind of a control freak. So I kind of wanted to like <laughs> my baby at that point, but I feel um, like I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> I, so just, I'm such a control like, freak. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I have time. Why not start a book and, uh, you know, mission project and <laughs> why not? So are you still writing your book or do you have a release date? So I submitted my first draft to my publisher and it's going to have, a, I'm going to do a pre-launch campaign in April and then it should be published in August. Ooh. And what is, what is it called? Tell the audience. It's called Dear Jesus Send Coffee, Finding oh, Joy in the Chaos of Early Motherhood. Perfect. That is could so easily be called your Jesus send wine, depending on the day. But yeah, coffee's needed too, though. Yeah, I, I I love coffee. Almost, I would say I love coffee more than wine, but mommy coffees doesn't sound as good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it's time of day dependent. So yeah, definitely. So. I did mention that confessions were my favorite oh, yeah. part of the episode. Of course. So did you prepare a confession for me? I always get like getting it excited. To think about what I want to confess. Are you trying to choose from a long list? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's so many things. There's just this long list of things I swore I would never do as a mom that I do all the time now. Oh, I love those ones. Mine was give my kid Gerber. And here he is going on five. He's still alive. Has no extra limbs. Fully healthy. <laughs> I swore so much of the technology stuff. I swore I wouldn't let my kids do like tablets. And I have just been like, I don't care. Like, you're, I don't, Paw Patrol's your mother now. Like, I, I, See, I, feel, I feel like you're kind, you're so much like me. Like, I'm so, 
like I'm such a productive person. I have to have some kind of project or some way to, at the end of the day, feel like I was productive and playing for me. Like I, I obviously play with my kid cause he's my kid and that's what makes him happy. But like, do I enjoy that? Like, does that fulfill my heart and soul? No. Um, Hot wheels can go in the trash for all I care, but like, that's one of the things that I hold so much guilt with is I was like, Oh my God, like I work, you know, like I run a financial practice. So like during the day I used to feel the same way about like tablets, like, Oh, my kid's never going to sit on a tablet all day or watch cartoons all day. But like, I have to have a project and I have to feel productive and I give myself a lot of guilt over it, but like the more people who say their confession is technology and tablet time, I'm like, oh, you're relieving my guilt. That's actually probably my bigger one is that I really don't like playing with my kids. Like, and I, I've written a post about this before on my blog of, I, I just don't like it. Like there are things, I like doing things with my kids. Like, yeah. I will bake with you. I will do something with you, but like sitting on the floor and pretend playing. I set a timer so that I will not get up. I do. <laughs> I need, I set, I'm, I'm going to steal that. I need to do that. I will set a timer for 15 minutes on my watch and not bring my phone and be like, Meredith, sit here, Meredith, sit here, Meredith, sit here, do not go. And then I'll hear the laundry, like the washer ding, like it needs to be switched, mm. which is like the only time I ever hear it, by the way, the rest <laughs> of the time it sits in there for like three days. But like when I'm sitting there supposed to be playing flipping Ninja Turtles. I'm like, hear it, I hear it. And I'm not switching it and I'm not switching it. Or I know there are dishes in the sink and I'm not doing them. And I think of all the things I should be doing, which is what I really should be doing is sitting on the flipping floor playing flipping Ninja Turtles. I know. Oh my God. I, I hear you. But I'm like, Oh, do you guys want to clean with me? (laughs) Nope. See, no, they don't. (laughs) I'm the same way. Like if we like get in the car and we go like on an adventure or if we go to like the planetarium which Uh it really I felt more mom guilt throughout the pandemic than I did any time before even when I like went back to work and I put my kid in daycare I was like I felt better then than I did during the pandemic because the pandemic I had all of this free time and we were both home together for a year Right. And I was like, I would just love to, I I was like sitting where I'm right now working. And my son's like, mommy, play with me, mommy, play with me. And I'm like thinking to myself, I would love just to take you to the aquarium. And I would love to do that with you. But like playing your toy dinosaurs or turning on the like most annoying hot wheel track ever just like grinds my gears I'm like that's not it's not fun I'm 31 that's not fun (laughs) like I don't know I hear you because I love doing stuff with my son too like we live right next to a mountain range like we'll go hiking or we'll throw rocks in a a river or (laughs) whatever you know anything that we can go and do like he also likes to bake so we'll make like pierogies or we'll, he, we've been getting into making our own bread because oh, um, we're getting bored. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, we're like making bread and I'm like, this is so much better than playing. But he has like a, about 10 minutes of cooking time and then he's like, okay, let's go play. And I'm like, Ugh. I hate it. Try the timer. It helps. I'm going to have say- to. Okay, well, now mommy has to do something else, but you can keep playing if you'd like to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to have to try that because I've been like trying to make an effort to do it more. And I'm like, oh, if I do it like 10 times a day, but in like five minute increments, I'm like, well, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm going to try the timer. That's a good tip for all you guys listening. Definitely reach out and let me know if you're going to try the timer trick too. I think that they know when you're distracted. I mean, my son, as he calls me on it, he's like, mom, come in my room, but don't bring your phone. And then I feel like, <gasps> cause I, yeah, <sighs> bad. Mm-hmm. That's he's okay. Not even five yet. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> he must be cool. really close to the age of Milo. Milo will be five in September. Okay. Ben is. He's five in April, so he's almost five. Ooh, 
birthday coming up. Hopefully the pandemic will be more, I wouldn't say over, but like things will be more controlled by then. Maybe you can have a birthday party. Imagine that. He wants to go. So we have friends that have a cabin like in the middle of nowhere in Southern Oklahoma, which is already kind of the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So we got to go last year once. So we'll probably go there again. That's what he asked to go to the, to the cabin in the woods for his birthday. So we'll go just the four of us and go around Aww. and collect sticks and rocks and he likes moss a lot on rocks which I think is so cute he's like I'm gonna go look for moss <laughs> and wear my camo <laughs> so I'll blend in. <laughs> oh that's so cute so that's what he wants to do but, yeah. well thank you so much for being my guest today go ahead and share with everybody listening where they can follow you along on social media or find you online and also where they can check out your book in later this year. Okay. So my book will be available after August on major retailers. You should be able to find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, and then obviously on my website as well for the pre-launch campaign, um, I'll be having an Indiegogo to help fund it, um, and just crowdsource for it and spread the word. And that will be available come April. My social media to follow me will be, uh, my handle is motherhood by Meredith. And then that's the same for Pinterest as well as my Facebook page. Thanks so much for having me. Emma. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, 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 wine moms. I'm sure you've already heard, but the MW Wine Club is a virtual happy hour and it's here. Not here on the podcast, but here in the world, it is something that is happening over on IG. This is a virtual happy hour where I go live on Instagram with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips. We host giveaways and we play games and contests. And I also create delectable cocktails. And most importantly, I connect with all of you. Best part is it's absolutely free and you get to engage from the comforts of home. Get insider wine tips in your sweats. What's better than that? I don't know. Nothing. I can't think of anything. All events and details are listed at themommywines.com under the events page. Go check it out and find me on live. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips, connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.